0: honey?
1: Oh, fine. My boss came in today for, like, the first time ever. Like, he's never come in on a Wednesday or Thursday ever. And it's like, sometimes he just won't even show up after my shift when he's supposed to show up, because he's supposed to reopen the store at four after the lunch break.
0: Lunch break is at three? Yeah. (laughs) Alright.
1: But yeah, he's supposed to reopen the store at four and show up, but sometimes I have people calling me Or like leaving messages the next day and they're like, um, I'm here to pick up my photo. You said I could pick it up until eight and there's just no one here. All the lights are off. And so I have to call these people back and be like, I'm sorry that my manager is shit and doesn't want to show up most of the time. But he showed up early today and I was like working on my fic when he showed up and I was like, Ugh but yeah. And so then I started writing my fic on my phone because I feel like that's slightly more socially acceptable than writing on a laptop.
0: I mean, then your manager just thinks you're on your phone. Yeah. Is that better?
1: I don't know. Because it's like you can multitask when you're on your phone. If you're, like, typing away at a laptop. That's true. Yeah. I give my two weeks notice in on Sunday. Can't wait. I can't wait. How is your work, honey?
0: (laughs) I don't have work.
1: (laughs) I know. Soon you will.
0: Yeah. It'll take me two hours to get there, but I'll have work.
1: Yeah. Jeez, two hours is such a long time.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm so excited for my fic now. That's good. Not because it's good, I just, I'm kind of excited to get it over with. You know?
0: Well then, let's jump in. Hello and welcome to Unstable (laughs) Universe's The Podcast, where we run two of your favorite fandoms at once. I'm Evan Rowe.
1: And I'm Alana Hopper.
0: Merry Christmas, boys and girls.
1: Yes! Oh man, we're not dressed up in the Christmas spirit.
0: They don't have to know that. Uh. as far as they know we're sipping eggnog wearing santa hats and nothing else
1: oh my god i would hate that
0: that'd be terrible
1: that would be terrible
0: mostly for you
1: yeah we could do like artfully pose with the laptops over our nips (laughs) no am i getting a no on that we should do a christmas photo shoot (laughs) so what do we do on this podcast
0: this is the podcast where we randomly generate fan fiction crossovers crossovers
1: (laughs) it's been a long day for you hasn't it
0: i don't know why i'm real tired
1: yeah you didn't do much today did you no oh so in this podcast what we do is we generate two fandoms and a tag we create those lovely fan fictions the next week for you guys our two fandoms last week were phineas and ferb and it's always sunny in philadelphia and our tag was Christmas, because this is our Christmas episode.
0: Yeah. And yeah. we're not PC, and we don't care about the other holidays.
1: That's true.
0: Sorry, Hanukkah. PC? Politically, Politically
1: correct. correct. I don't know why that took me so long.
0: We're not President's Choice.
1: <laughs> I know, that's what I thought. Jesus. <laughs> you know, I had a really interesting conversation with Nathan, like, just before you arrived. Oh, Really? I I he asked what the fandoms were this week, and I said one of the fandoms is it's always sunny in Philadelphia, and he goes, oh, that really sad movie, and I was like, what? Philadelphia
0: no. is a movie about AIDS.
1: Okay, that's what he was thinking of, because he didn't know the actual name. He thought it was Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and he's like, yeah, it's about, like, a guy in a court case, and he has AIDS, yeah. and it's, like... It's a
0: Tom Hanks movie. Oh, is From, it? From, like, the 90s, I think?
1: But, yeah, and so I was, like, trying to explain to him that it was... It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and he, like, wasn't really getting it, but then he got it at the end, when I pulled up photos of it.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, he saw Danny DeVito, and, like, his eyes lit up.
0: I'm so sad I didn't include any Danny DeVito.
1: What the fuck? Danny DeVito is like the only it's always sunny character I included.
0: Pretty much. Mine has a very limited cast. Really? Yeah.
1: I'd say mine does too. Mine wait, have... how many characters is your limited cast?
0: Four total.
1: Oh wait, mine was a limited cast, and then I included my Perry Arc. So no, I have a big cast. Four total.
0: Yeah, only four. Ooh. Two of each.
1: Really? So is it Phineas and Ferb? No. Oh jeez. Is it Candace and Isabella? I'm
0: not gonna tell you. You get to read first, so you're oh, gonna find yeah, out I soon. Do.
1: Okay. I'm excited. Shall we jump right into the readings?
0: Uh yeah, let's do it.
1: What is this?
0: <laughs> You'll see.
1: What is this? Is this what it's like the entire way? Yes. <laughs> Jesus, you wrote 850 words in a poem? Yep. Jeez. This is really impressive. I'm upset that I didn't go first, because now mine's going to seem like shit compared to yours. It's fine. Okay. So what's the title for this?
0: That's tough. Um, I'm just going to say Charlie Saves Christmas.
1: Oh, interesting. I think Charlie's my favorite character. So this is... Charlie Saves Christmas by Evan. Written in poem format. Yep. Twas the night before Christmas and all through the pub, not a creature was stirring except for one schlub. A fellow named Charlie with the brain of a child stalked towards the tree with presents in piles. He glanced to the left and peeked to the right. The coast sure looked clear. There was no one in sight. He took a great leap and dove into the gifts. He searched for one's marked Charlie and tore the wrappings in fifth. But in all the excitement, he forgot to stay hushed. From the back office came Dee, and Charlie's dreams would be crushed. Get the hell out here, Charlie, she squawked, holding a mimosa. You're making a racket, and I'm trying to fuck Bill Ponderosa.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think that's my favorite rhyme.
1: (laughs) That's a good one. Charlie knew better than to argue with that horny bird bitch. Paddy's Irish pub, he would have to ditch. So he hit the streets, leaving Paddy's behind, while visions of sugarplum fairies danced in his mind. As he wandered through Philly, Charlie glanced to the skies. He saw something flying. It was quite the surprise. Holy shit, it's Santa, Charlie screamed out in joy. Hey, you fat fuck, come give me my toys. The UFO froze, no longer making advance. It turned towards Charlie making him shit his pants. The flying thing flew directly at Charlie. He knew if it hit him, things would get pretty gnarly. But the UFO stopped just in front of his nose. The cockpit popped open, and out a small body rose. A weird tiny blue creature with a menacing aura. His head had a beak on the front and was topped with a fedora.
0: Ooh, who could it be? Oh
1: my, a blue creature.
0: With a beak and fedora. <laughs> yeah.
1: The two stared at each other, neither speaking a word, until from quite a ways off, a terrible noise could be heard. An earth-shaking pounding that went thud-thud crunch. Charlie knew what was happening, he said on a hunch. A huge robot Santa, terrorizing our town. Take me with you, strange rat thing, and I'll help you take it down. The platypus nodded and made room in the cockpit, though Charlie was larger, so it was quite a tight fit. The shuttle flew high and sped over the town, but their destination made old Charlie boy frown. A giant red Santa, labeled Doofenshmirtz Incorporated, rampaged through downtown, leaving it all decimated. Giant lumps of coal were shot from the machine, crumbling buildings and squashing young teens. Perry offered a grimace, and like a true flying ace, he accelerated the shuttle and smashed into Santa's face. With a crash and a screech, the shuttle came to a halt. Perry leapt into action to continue his assault. He punched Dr. Doofenshmirtz right in the jaw. Charlie watched on in plain stupid awe. The two battled hard with punches and kicks. Charlie wanted to help, so he grabbed his rat-bashing stick. He swung it round wildly, hitting quite a lot. Dashboards and panels, like a rat stick buckshot.
0: This is stupid.
1: (laughs) Doofenshmirtz cried out, Dear Lord, please stop. You'll make Santa Bot fall, and we're at the top. But Charlie kept on swinging and finally struck, a great big red button reading, Self-Destruct. Perry grabbed Charlie and pulled him back into the shuttle. Once again so tight, they essentially had to cuddle. Heyo. Cute. They flew out of the Santa and into the sky, looking back to see the mech fall and probably thousands die. Perry felt awful, but Charlie just chortled. In his simple mind, he was now immortal. Perry dropped him off at the same spot they met, a block from old Paddy's as the sun started to set. That was quite the adventure, Charlie giggled with glee. Merry Christmas to you and Merry Christmas to me.
0: (laughs) That's probably where it should have ended, but it keeps going.
1: (laughs) Perry just nodded and removed his cap. He held it out to Charlie, who took it in a snap. Hey, thanks, man. Too bad I have nothing for you. After a moment, he reconsidered. Oh, wait. Yes, I do. The platypus followed the man back towards the bar. Come on, Perry. It's not too far. When did Perry introduce himself?
0: He doesn't. He doesn't talk. He just figured it out.
1: Oh, okay. They entered Patty's and headed to the tree. Charlie grabbed one of the presents and handed it to Perry. (laughs) That
0: almost worked. (laughs) Thank you for emphasizing the correct syllables.
1: (laughs) Go ahead. Open it. Charlie urged with a smile. Perry did as he was told and opened up a stuffed crocodile. The two new friends played with their new Christmas toys and created a new game called Crocodiles and Cowboys.
0: Because one of them has a hat and the other one has a crocodile.
1: Aww.
0: I mean, that's not a cowboy hat, but Charlie wouldn't care.
1: (laughs) No, he wouldn't. He'd think it was. Yeah. And that's good enough. Charlie, I told you to get out, Dee screamed, throwing open the door to the back office once again. She looked at her friend sitting next to the Christmas tree. Charlie's blank stare shifted over to Dee, and she saw that his face was stained teal. Oh, what the hell, Charlie? Were you having spray paint again? He muttered something about a platypus and a giant robot Santa Claus, but he was too far gone to be understood. She took Charlie by the hand and led him to one of the booths. She tucked him in and went back to the office to the waiting Bill Ponderosa. The end. The end. Oh, <laughs> so we didn't actually meet Perry the Platypus?
0: No, it was a. It was all
1: a dream. It was a
0: spray paint hallucination.
1: It was all a dream. Oh, that was sweet. I love. I love the. I'm sure tons of effort that went into that.
0: Yeah, it took a couple of hours.
1: That was so cute. I really enjoyed that. I'm
0: a Christmas boy.
1: Yeah, so Christmassy.
0: So what's your title?
1: Oh no. Maybe I'll just make it like Phineas and Ferb Save Christmas.
0: So you're ripping off mine.
1: Wait, what was yours?
0: Charlie saves Christmas. Oh
1: jeez. If you came up with one that was one that I was going to come up with, that's sad. Because usually you're a lot better than me. Should I call mine the Make Less Goodinator? Sounds great. Okay, mine will be called Destruction of the Make Less Goodinator.
0: Destruction of the Make Less Goodinator.
1: I just realized how much that name doesn't make sense in relation to what it is. But that's okay.
0: That's fine. It's fan fiction.
1: Yeah, exactly. Things don't need to make sense.
0: Alright, this is The Destruction of the Make Less Goodinator by Alana. Children in Samoa, Tonga, and (laughs) Kirat. Timati have all opened up their Christmas presents to reveal still steaming piles of excrement. Apparently Santa is up to some unusual antics this year. We are currently waiting to see if children in later time zones will wake up to the same disappointment.
1: Yeah, I googled with the earliest time zone, like, who celebrates New Year's first?
0: And it's Samoa Tonga and Kiritimati?
1: They're known as the Christmas Islands.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah, just so you know. Ferb, today we are going to save Christmas, Phineas said haughtily from his place on the private jet they had created. Behind him, a red Santa hat-shaped dot blinked on the green radar. It hovered over Philadelphia. More specifically, Patty's Pub. I just can't believe that Santa's doing this. It's so vulgar, continued Phineas. He was resting his ginger head against the back of the comfy leather seat. The plane was decompressing into a helicopter... Yep. The two stepbrothers looked out their windows as they settled on the roof of the dirty building in the bad part of town. What the fuck are you doing up there, came a shout from below. Yeah, get off my fucking pub, yelled another. Shouts of agreement wafted up to the ten-year-olds. Phineas's phone rang. Phineas, I know what you're doing, and I'm telling Mom. You're gonna get in so much trouble for saving Christmas, just you wait for the grounding that's coming your way, screamed his older (laughs) sister Candace. That's a long time to be screaming. (laughs) I love it. Candace, I invited you to come. It's going to be fun. Here, I'll send the private jet to come pick you up. Phineas responded happily. He pressed the big red button on his phone, and the helicopter flew back up towards the tri-state area. No way. I don't want to be part of your stupid plan. Candace screamed again before hanging up with a satisfied clack.
1: My favorite part of Phineas and Ferb is that they still want to include Candace, even though she's being a bitch.
0: Yeah. Like, they're so she, good.
1: She's here and she's like, oh yeah, Like I'm gonna destroy your lives, I'm gonna get you ground, and they're like, yeah, but you wanna like play mini-golf or something on our brand new mini-golf
0: thing? That's so sweet. They're such good boys. Such good boys. Phineas finally walked to the edge of the building and peered down at the five pieces of white trash below him. They were dressed as elves with the exception of the short old one that was dressed as Santa Claus. Pitchforks and torches were raised to the sky as they shouted still at the young boys. We have come here to ask you to stop shitting in everyone's presence. That's not what Christmas is about, Phineas said to the mob. He slowly descended the fire escape. I would love to get Frank shit for Christmas, yelled back Charlie. He had a badge stapled to his forehead that read, Head Elf. You kids have no idea what a beautiful gift he's giving you. It's an inappropriate gift to give to the world's children. So you better stop, or Ferb and I will make you stop. Phineas pulled <laughs> out an anti poop laser. Yep. I'd like to see you try, Frank said, hopping into the illegally parked sleigh at the front of the pub. It was filled with presents that, judging by the smell, Phineas knew were made by Frank himself. The sleigh took off into the night sky. Phineas and Ferb pressed the big orange button on their phones, and their handy jetpacks came floating over to them. They buckled themselves in because safety is important and carried off after Frank. Chapter break.
1: Yep. That's when I was like, okay, this isn't going anywhere. This seems like a really crap story. I'm going to move on to something else.
0: (laughs) Harry the Platypus had been hiding in the helicopter as the boys traveled to Philadelphia. He knew Dr. Doofenshmirtz had expanded his goal of taking over the tri-state area to taking over all of America. And he knew that his new secret hideout was hidden underneath Patty's Pub. With his cute little spy hat in place, he snuck down to the basement. I'm not doing the accent. "'Ah, Perry the Platypus. How kind of you to finally join us. Are you enjoying the Philadelphia sunshine?' "'A metal contraption caught Perry in a T-pose, and a huge sunlamp rose out of the ground, hitting Perry with wave after wave of dry heat.' Doofenshmirtz laughed. "'I want you to meet my new gang, Perry the Platypus. Meet Liam and Ryan McPoyle.' The McPoyles smiled disgusting, oily grins, and waved at the aquatic mammal.
1: "'Disgusting.'
0: "'Do you mention any milk?'
1: No.
0: It seems so obvious, because Santa Claus I loves know. milk.
1: I know, but they're not Santa. Frank's Santa.
0: And the McPoils love milk. I know! Why couldn't the McPoils be Santa?
1: I don't know. I feel like it's better for Frank to be Santa. Because the McPoyles are important for the make-less-good-inator. Okay, that's fair. Yeah.
0: We are going to donate all of our grossness to make an anti-gross ray, the eldest one explained. Pair the Platypus just looked confused. Yes, Pair the Platypus... I'm going to make a ray that replaces all horrible things with somewhat decent things, therefore lowering the enjoyment of all things. Purry still looked confused. So did Evan. <laughs> Listen, if there's nothing really awful then things that are really great don't seem as really great. <laughs> Nobody will have anything bad to compare it to. Perry nodded in understanding, but still didn't fully grasp the concept. Doofenshmirtz pulled down a large tarp to reveal a huge laser with two human-sized chambers attached. I call this the make less good The two McPoyles whooped and hollered. Perry clapped politely, revealing that he had escaped from his suntan prison. Classic Perry. Yep. Doofenshmirtz screamed like a little bitch as Perry ran towards his lovely machine. A well-placed kick did nothing to the machine, and the McPoyles were able to gather up the small creature without much difficulty. He was strapped back into the suntan T-pose machine. Liam, Ryan, assume the positions. The two grossest human beings on Earth climbed into the two chambers. Ha ha ha, perfect. Get ready to kiss all of the gross things on Earth away, Perry the platypus. Doofenshmirtz chortled. He aimed the laser at a cigarette factory and pulled the trigger. A multitude of things took place simultaneously as Doofenshmirtz's finger applied pressure. First of all, the laser instantly vaporized the McPoyles. That's probably for the best. Yeah. Secondly, Frank flew over the cigarette factory, causing him to get hit by the laser instead. As a result, all of his shit gifts were replaced with somewhat decent ones. Third, the laser interfered with both Phineas and Ferb's jetpacks, causing them to plummet towards the pavement below. Luckily, they're smart boys, who had backup parachutes. So instead of dying, they drifted down to the sidewalk slowly. They had a great time. Fourth, Candace pushed her mom towards the telescope she had set up. It focused on where her brothers were. Unfortunately for her, they had already plummeted out of frame by the time her mom actually bothered to look. Finally, Perry the Platypus once again... Broke out of his restraints to completely destroy the laser so no one could ever use it again. Chapter break. The news reporter on TV gave his final remarks on the story. Looks like Santa was angry with everyone in the world, except for those living in Philadelphia. They instead received somewhat decent gifts. Seems like it is always sunny in Philadelphia. The The end. end. (laughs) A lot happened. Yeah. Yeah. There was a good...
1: Like, most of my stories, not a lot happens, but in that one...
0: A lot happened all at the same time. Six things, I believe. (laughs) Six
1: things simultaneously. Five things simultaneously. Five things simultaneously. Now we move on to our second segment in this two-segment show.
0: Random Tandem fandoms.
1: Yes! So this is the segment where we randomize our two fandoms and our tag for us to write our fanfictions about for next week.
0: That's right. Are we ready to hit the button?
1: Are you ready to hit the button?
0: I've never been more ready.
1: It's your button to hit, then. Drum roll. I'm into that. Okay. You're into that?
0: I'm into that. Are you into that?
1: I don't know. They both already have such strong scores. You know?
0: It's true. But now we can make it emo.
1: Oh my god, are you going to? Is this gonna be, like, something from the pop punk party playlist of course are you gonna do my own worst enemy we, we should tell them what we're talking about before that's we start true.
0: talking about it so we're looking at pirates of the caribbean the lion king song Thick. yeah what were we talking about before my own worst enemy yeah, yeah probably
1: yeah that's gonna be the song you pick maybe that's a good one it is a good one
0: it's about being drunk jack yeah. sparrow's drunk a lot
1: mm, he is drunk a lot I don't know which song I'll pick. It's going to be a song that I want to listen to, you know? Because you end up, like, listening to the song the entire time you're writing the fic, I assume.
0: I would imagine so. That makes sense.
1: And it takes me, like, at least two hours to write a fic most of the time. Yeah. So, two hours of listening to one song is a lot. What Uh, do you know about Pirates of the Caribbean?
0: It started off as a Disney World ride. Mm Uh-huh. Then they made a movie about it, starring Mm -hmm. Johnny Depp. There's pirates. They live in the Caribbean, I guess. Yeah. There's general swashbuckling fun for the first couple. Then Davy Jones shows up and it gets kind of weird.
1: Yeah. And there's the ones with mermaids. Mermaids. And the one with the Fountain of Life. Yeah. And I haven't seen the new one.
0: Isn't the new one the Fountain of Youth one? Or is that the mermaid one?
1: I think the mermaid one is the Fountain of Youth one.
0: Jesus. Okay. I don't even know anything about the one. And then there's a the new, the new, new one new one, isn't yeah. there?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't seen the new one yet. That's
0: the then. one with uh, Javier Bardem?
1: Yeah, as Barnacle Boy. Yeah. Is that Davy Jones?
0: No, because Davy Jones is Tentacle Boy.
1: Right, right. This is Barnacle Boy. You're right. I just get all these boys
0: confused. So, so many. many boys. <laughs>
1: but you... yeah, it was okay. I haven't liked the last couple ones that much. I
0: liked the first two.
1: Yeah, I like the first two.
0: It was cool. Yeah.
1: I think that the grand entrance of... Jack Sparrow, Captain Jack Sparrow, like, riding in on his ship, but it's, like, sinking as he rides in, and he's, like, right at the very top of the pole, and he steps right onto the dock, and the rest of it sinks under. That's a real good entrance.
0: Best movie entrance ever.
1: Yeah. I don't know about that.
0: Best character introduction ever on film.
1: I don't know about that either. (laughs) But it's a good one. It's up there. I enjoyed it.
0: Tell me about The Lion King.
1: There's a little lion boy. Mm Mm-hmm. And his papa dies, so he runs away, and his mean uncle takes over his papa's spot. Oh, the mean uncle kills the papa. And so then he comes back, and he takes his rightful place, and then there's, like, one and a half, which is just Timon and Pumbaa, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and then there's two. Is that the one that's the Romeo and Juliet one, where she fucks her cousin?
0: It's the one with their kids, isn't it?
1: Yeah, so that's the Romeo and Juliet one. Yeah,
0: because the first one's Hamlet.
1: Yeah. The second one is with Kovu? Is his name yes, Kovu? I think so. Like Kiara and Kovu or something? That sounds
0: right. I haven't seen two.
1: I haven't seen it either. I just know, like, a lot of people thought that Kovu was Scar's kid.
0: Yeah, because he's all dark.
1: Yeah. And so they're like, oh my god, she's fucking her cousin. Classic. It would be her uncle, wouldn't it? If it's her dad's uncle's kid.
0: Y'all, I don't know.
1: I don't know either. (laughs) I'd have to write that down. That's too complicated for me.
0: Alright, song thick. You pick a song, you kind of set the fic to the song.
1: Yeah. It's, like, inspired by the song. Some people set it to a song, like, depending on how long the song is or, like, how many times you're supposed to replay it. So it's, like... The action goes with the musical elements. Oh, man. I'm not going to do that because I'm shit at music. That's
0: too much work.
1: Yeah, so I'm probably just going to have, like, listen to this song while you read the fic. With that, we shall transition into our goodbyes.
0: Oh, here's the thing. This isn't going to be next week's episode.
1: Oh yeah, no it's not.
0: Next week we have something a little special for you kids.
1: A little special treat.
0: A little post-Christmas treat.
1: Yeah. I guess end of year treat?
0: Yeah. We're going to try something a little different. Yeah. We're going to do... What do we want to call it? An audio drama? A I radio guess. play? Yeah, I was
1: going to say radio drama.
0: Radio drama? Let's do that. Okay. We're we're going to do a little uh, a radio drama. For yeah. you guys, so basically, we're gonna take one of our old fics that we've read to you before, and we are gonna get some voice actors together, and we're gonna have them acted out. Yeah, and things are gonna get weird.
1: Yeah, I'm actually really excited.
0: So I don't think we reveal which fic it is.
1: No, let's but it not. is
0: one that they've heard before.
1: Yes, and not recently either.
0: No, it's a, it's an older one. It's a it, classic.
1: It is a classic. An
0: unstable universes classic.
1: Back when we had real quality figs. Actually, your fig this week was real quality as well.
0: But yeah, so next week, you get to hear our attempt at making
1: a radio drama? Yeah. A radio play? Yeah. A audio drama.
0: It's not just us reading. It's gonna have sound effects. It's gonna have
1: different voice actors. Yeah, it's
0: gonna have ambiance.
1: And it's written like a script.
0: Yeah, so I hope you guys enjoy that. If it uh, isn't too difficult to put together and... uh, People like it. Maybe we'll do them every once in a while.
1: Yeah, I'd like that.
0: No promises yet.
1: Because there's a couple fix that I really want to turn into like radio dramas.
0: Yes. there. Are, we have a list <laughs> of the ones that we want to do. Yeah. So uh, keep an eye out for that next week. We yeah. hope you enjoy.
1: And actually let us know if you enjoy it. Yeah. Maybe we'll make a Twitter poll or something. Because yeah. Because we got so many answers on our last one. Four. Just so you know, throated is much worse than gobbed.
0: That's what, that's what the people have said.
1: <laughs> so, thank you for listening.
0: Of course. Thank Look you. Look
1: forward to next episode. And feel free to follow us on Twitter at UnUnPodcast. Like us on Facebook at UnstableUniverses. Yep. Is it just Unstable Universes? Yep. Okay. If you want to write in, you can send it to us either on Facebook or on Gmail at UnstableUniverses at gmail.com. And if you want to read either of the fix today, hopefully I will actually have them up this week. <laughs> but you can find them either at AO3 or at fanfiction.net under the username unstable universes. And we just opened up a Tumblr, which has nothing on it yet.
0: Not yet, but maybe by the time this episode comes out.
1: Okay. We also have a Tumblr, unstable
0: universes.tumblr.com.tumblr.com
1: .tumblr.com I'm really excited for a Tumblr.
0: Yeah, it should be good. You're going to run that because I don't know how to run oh, a Tumblr. Yeah.
1: Oh, I spend so much time on Tumblr.
0: Perfect. <laughs> well, once again, Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to give somebody the gift of Unstable Universes, please share it around. Oh, yeah. You know, if you know somebody that just loves fan fiction or loves having a good giggle. Oh yeah, and isn't too easily offended a good probably. A chortle. Ooh, a it's chortle, chortler too perhaps. <laughs> Send it over to them. Say Merry Christmas,
1: and ha- then apologize because how dare you?
0: Yeah, <laughs> this is not a substitute for a gift.
1: <laughs> this is a burden.
0: It's true, but it's your burden. So yep. thanks for listening. We'll see you next week with a special episode. I've been Evan Rowell.
1: And I've been Alana Hopper. We'll
0: speak words at you next week.